You're listening to Foreseeable, a production of Globalization, the flagship digital platform of Singapore's Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy. Each episode, we invite an expert for a conversation relating to their area of expertise and to find out what they foresee happening in the future. The second episode of the Asia Thinker series, Talkback, was titled After the Pandemic, A Test of Resilience, Workplace Innovation and Strategies. It featured Jane Lim of Singapore's Infocom Media Development Authority, Shirin Hamid of the Asia Development Bank, and was moderated by Assistant Professor Taha Hamedudin from the Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy and can be viewed on the school's Facebook page. After the panel, there were still some unanswered questions from several viewers, so we caught up with Professor Hamedudin to give him a chance to respond. I started by asking him what were his key takeaways from the panel. Managers need to have empathy especially because this is a difficult time. They got to know their employees and their subordinates, their colleagues, much more closely compared to the past, you know, because you can see into someone's house and you can see that there are disparities and differences in the way in which people live. They come from different socioeconomic status. Uh, So all that kind of, I think, humanizes the workplace uh, a little bit more, which is probably an unanticipated, uh, unforeseen result right. of, of having to work from home and telecommuting like this uh, in the way that we're doing it now. How should we be looking at the workplace and how should leaders plan and execute to be effective? It really is dependent on the social sort of environment and the political environment, right? So as countries get out of this lockdown or circuit breaker, as restrictions are uh, lifted, there'll have to be some sort of conversation about to what extent will we be working from home? You know, maybe organizations might take surveys to kind of determine, just like we did on the on the Facebook page of the Lee Kuan Yew School, to determine whether people prefer working from home rather than going into the workplace. But I think there will be a lot more acceptance, uh, a lot more perhaps even preference for working a few days at the house compared to having to come into work every single work day of the week. I mean, one of the reasons why this would probably be popular is because, you know, offices cost a lot of money. So having to rent out that space, if it's vacant, you know, you don't have to have so much space and you can actually get rid of quite a lot of square footage when you don't need it. So I think there's probably going to be some some change uh, fundamentally in the way in which we approach the space in which we work, especially now that, you know, we have all these tools for connecting online. There'll probably be some innovations there too, you know. I think one of the things we got from the from the discussion was that in doing creative work, you have to kind of be in the same room together. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, that, that may not be facilitated very well, I think. I mean, I, I'm sure there's tools and stuff like that out there where you can, you know, even on Zoom, you can annotate. You have a virtual whiteboard and all that kind of stuff. But I think for maybe traditionalists, maybe for lack of a better term, it may be very difficult to do that. So for some things, it may be very difficult to mimic the actual experiences you get. What type of knowledge sharing is more difficult in the virtual space? You've mentioned uh, things like creative work, but are there some other things that are going to suffer as far as knowledge sharing in an institution or organization because of this new work arrangement? Honestly, I think the biggest thing is by sharing emotions. 
you know how do you tell someone that you know they're not getting a promotion or a raise or they are being let go right from such a distance it's it really even though those are uh, difficult conversations to have or how do you you know discipline someone right and if they did something you know that was sort of out of the line or or how do you congratulate someone for something right i mean yeah you can have a virtual party but you know it really is kind of conveying those kinds of emotions over the web it really isn't the same you know so that kind of knowledge sharing which i know is kind of side sidestepping the question i think the question is more in terms of knowledge related to the work output and the kind of stuff which probably would be creative knowledge written reports and these kinds of things and emails and all these kinds of things these were still already the norm in the workplace but those the knowledge of emotions of connecting with people at that level having informal conversations getting to know people building rapport it's that that's going to be a challenge especially you know as countries come out of lockdowns and we start to hire new people when you hire someone new how do you onboard them when you can't even see the person in person right uh, that's that's going to be uh, there's going to have to be some adjustment some rethinking of, of how we do that how do we do annual reviews online right sit down with your boss and you know talk about your performance from a distance those are generally fraught conversations anyway so doing it online will will probably be you know exacerbate some existing issues and that leads to the next question that another audience member had which is how do you think assessments of workplace behaviors and performance will evolve and i'm curious now that you've mentioned it those conversations that were already difficult like if someone's going to be let go or they're not getting the promotion that they want those things are already very difficult for hr managers or managers to deal with what do you foresee happening is there any knowledge or studies that can help guide people at this point i think from an hr perspective it's usually just risk mit- mitigation it's kind of de- dehumanized in that way wherein um you don't want the person to kind of go get angry or like destroy the property in the workplace you know so you want to make sure that you know you have all the protocols down that you know they leave the office and you know security will escort them and all these kinds of things to make sure that they are able to process that information and you know it sounds awful it's probably easier to do it online over zoom rather than in person but in terms of you know workplace behaviors I think uh, I'll go back to what Jane Lim said she said that you know you need empathy right understand that yeah people may not work as well some people may adapt better than others so taking into account you know the changes in performance the kinds of goals you can set i think that needs to be sort of a broader conversation uh, and that's where those disparities between people will come into play one of the big conversations that are happening sort of around the world uh, is you know the state of schools right so if children have to work have to study from home you know they need to have their parents to help them do that uh, but they're required to work at the same time so those are things that are outside the control of the employing organization uh, or the firm or the business or the government but they still need to sort of take that into account that you know if this is a single parent or this is a parent that has kids who go to school on zoom you know you would have to kind of bring in some humanity into how you approach performance not purely just those key performance indicators but you know behaviors that 
will eventually lead to those. The short answer to the question is just to be flexible, just to have some empathy for people working from home. Right. And empathy and flexibility, those are some of the kind of soft skills that experts have been talking about for a while now, you know, as, as being important part of Industry 4.0. And, and, you know, the other thing is, I mean, for a long time, people studying HR or uh, even the thought leaders, they've been sort of saying that doing yearly reviews is really quite redundant, you know, because how do you sum up a whole year? One of the uh, points that I think Shireen or Jane mentioned was that, you know, doing regular communication with the people that you're working with. So doing monthly sort of goals for small projects, you know, doing check-ins, having small meetings so that it's not all the way piled at the end where, you know, your performance is kind of discussed. For a long time, people have been kind of mentioning this, but I think this practice should become part of the organization's culture just because it it helps uh, employees, you know, adjust their performance. It also helps them, you know, adjust their expectations and gives them clear signals from their leaders about, you know, how do I approach, you know, my work? How many hours should I put in? And what constitutes good performance? All those questions, you know, become a lot more ambiguous when you have such distance between between people. How should physical workplaces be redefined for businesses to still make sense? How do you see that changing? Well, probably I think a lot of the shared spaces will will be will be gone, right? Uh, especially because of you know requirements for distancing. Be a lot more walls and barriers and plexiglass. I think in the new office, and physical interaction will probably be limited uh, until we you know find a vaccine until you know the health authorities and whatever jurisdiction deem that it's you know that it's okay to do it. But I I think firms it would behoove them to kind of rethink you know how much they're spending on on real estate because they've already been battered by the lack of demand or the lack of supply and all sorts of things you know their businesses have been upended so one way they can save is by not having such uh you know large offices beyond that i actually i don't know how it will change apart from the downsizing in that sense you know you could have offices that are shared you know between people so, you know, I come in three days a week or two days a week, and then that office is, is, is given to someone else the other few days, and then there's a cleaning in, in the middle right. in between. So we're basically sharing the space, but never at the same time. I think that would be one way to sort of accommodate that. Here's another question from the audience. What do you do in an organization when you have a mix of both blue and white-collar workers? And, you know, you have some workers that are not desk-bound before, and you may have colleagues who don't have the same sort of computer equipment at home or not, not as connected. How can an organization cope with this right now? Sort of the divide between the professionals, managers, and the, that sort of uh, class of people compared to the people, your custodians and people working in security, so on and so forth. Those were already kind of divided employees. So probably having, you know, again, communication, you know, from leadership, having places where people can see each other. I, I think that is an important, important sort of consideration, whether it's online or in person. It seems like a lot of the same tips that you're giving are the importance of flexibility and empathy. What else are you taking away from this whole situation as you watch it? Are there certain data points that you're looking at as you monitor it that you find important? 
That's an interesting question. I, I work a lot with, uh, you know, employee attitudes and motivation and behavior. So I would be very interested, although I don't have the data, you know, I might collect it at some point. Uh, I'd be very interested to see what effect this has had uh, on people's satisfaction with their work, their engagement levels, their motivation, you know, their performance. Uh, those are the things that I think would be important considerations as far as you know, approaching the workplace in a different way goes. So if we find that employees are actually more satisfied consistently, you know, I think the data we have right now is very much a product of just now, you know, for a few months, people might be more productive working at home. But if you were to continue this for years and years on end, uh, will that be sustainable? I don't know. You know, it, it may not be sustainable. So over the years, probably observing you know, whether people are satisfied with their jobs, you know, their changes to performance management systems, all these kinds of things will determine whether there's a, you know, return to the office in the usual way, the pre-COVID sort of working at the office. That would be, I would look at that sort of data point. What are the top three things that organization leaders can do to create a good company culture while telecommuting? Well, I think communicating, you know, having different channels of communication, you know, it doesn't have to be memos or formal emails, you know, it can be informal things, you know, having some, having events, you know, touch points that, that help, you know, discussing performance regularly, having more empathy, having flexibility for people and, you know, setting a vision for what we are going forward. I think uh, for a lot of businesses, you know, that have struggled at this time, they're doing a fundamental rethink of their, their, their models, their business models, and, uh, you know, how do we approach the customer, you know, this COVID kind of world. So leaders have a large part in communicating that, you know, articulating a vision to motivate uh, individuals. So I would say those, those sort of Three things they do revolve around a lot on around uh, communication. Those would be the things that I would I would say are are important going forward. And lastly, what has this been like for you personally? Can you share a bit about the way your work has changed? Yeah, I've I've been going twice a week to the office. It's interesting. Like I got uh, at the beginning, it was a big adjustment to work from home, especially because I don't have a home office set up. It took a little bit to get a setup that worked for me. I got used to it. And then I started, you know, when the lockdown kind of lifted, the sorry, the circuit breaker got lifted. I was able to go once a week and twice a week. And now uh, I have to, it takes me a day to get used to working uh, productively at the office. And then when I come back to the home office, I have to get used to working at the home office. So it takes me about a day to really get up to that, you know, when you're in the groove and you're able to, you know, write, you know, a lot of what I do has to do with writing, you know. So it's... It's, it's a bit of an adjustment, you know, I'm not going to lie. And, uh, but I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I prefer working from home. It's, it's just that going to the office takes me about half an hour. Uh, so to me, it's like, you know, it's, it seems kind of wasted <laughs> because I, you know, I could roll out of bed, have breakfast, take a shower and, you know, start working in the next room. You know, that's, that's quite quick and easy. Having to get dressed, then going out in the heat, you know, waiting for the bus, taking the bus. It's just, you know, and having to wear a mask. I think that's, that's the big thing. You, know, you have to wear a mask outside. Sometimes you just want to stay at home instead. 
but what we'll see, I think we're adaptable creatures and I think, I think we've done well so far. Is there anything else you'd like to comment on? Do you have a closing thought? Well, I mean, I think just, you know, be, be patient, you know, and just be empathetic, approach people with, you know, with, you know, kindness, because, you know, this is a, this is a difficult time for everyone. So, you know, and also I think one of the important things to realize is to not think in terms of the way things used to be, because, you know, business has fundamentally changed. Uh, Customers have fundamentally changed. Uh, Our work has changed too. So I think it's usually a very frequent kind of go-to, you know, cognitive kind of trick where we, you know, think about how things were and how amazing things were, you know, before, before COVID-19, I think things will not go back to the same way. Uh, So we just have to adapt, you know, be flexible, be agile and how we, how we approach uh, our work in the future. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Okay. Take care. For more information or to subscribe to our newsletter, go to lkyspp.edu.sg forward slash GIA or join our Facebook group at Global Is Asian. That's Global I-S-A-S-I-A-N.